You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Girlix Nights, the Girlix Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Hey, everybody. And Savannah sitting in an Alvarado, Alvarado's drive through and watching. Interesting. I guess it's better that you're sitting in the drive through and not driving. Man, if you get you get a burrito from them, you don't have to eat for the rest of the day. I love some Alvarado's. I, yes. Al, I, I, Alvarado's. I got in a fight with my sister today about how you pronounce that. because She always calls it Al- Alvarado's. And I'm like, there's no B anywhere in that word. Stop it. <laughs> It's a blar L. Wait, Albarados. is the LB is the LB for the B? I always say a blardos or something. <laughs> um, I, think she, I think she spelled it. Yeah, that's. She, well, she's sitting in the drive-through. She probably seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. looking at the sign right now. Mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lena's is really good too. They're like very similar, but I feel like Lena's is slightly like has a slightly less greasy quality. Otherwise, they're very sure. similar. Both very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mexican joints in uh, Omaha. So Mm -hmm. there you go. It's all taco pizza. (laughs) It's right. (laughs) Oh, she's getting the nacho. You get super nacho. You get steak super nacho. Pretty good. Mm. (laughs) You get a a full order or half order? You got to get that full order. (laughs) Now I want. (laughs) I feel like we could do a podcast about food, but it wouldn't be like like, like high cuisine. It would be like, man, what what, what, what kind of nachos are you getting? What kind of what kind of fast <laughs> fast food nachos you got right there? Oh, it is it's spelled Abelardos. Abelardos. Okay. I knew it. Well, my pronoun- pronunciation was closer, I think, than to what it actually is, but mm-hmm. my Abelardos. Mm-hmm. And it is not just the taco twenty four hour taco joint you go to when you're drunk. You go there on Tuesdays for Taco Tuesdays, and occasionally just because you want a super Fry in my case, or nacho in other people's. I go there when I am hungry as all get out. That's the burritos are there. huge. Yeah. Or Ooh, like the ch- breakfast burritos too. Like, ooh, oh, sometimes just because ever... breakfast time. I don't think I've ever had their breakfast burritos. Oh, that sounds dude. Good. Do yourself a solid. Get the breakfast burrito. Mm. Not that anyone cares. Yeah, this is <laughs> such a local thing, isn't it? I don't even think it's a national chain. I know it's a local chain, but. Yeah, it is local. Savannah gets the super nachos with shredded pork instead of steak that it usually comes with. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds good. Their their shredded pork's pretty good. You know, sometimes I bag on Nebraska, but we've got we've got them. Oh, we've man. got Runza. We've got Do- Dorothy Lynch. We've got some pretty good stuff. And the taco trucks, ooh, mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. Some of the best here in Fremont. Oh. Really good taco trucks. I guess that's kind of something I do miss about working in um, South Omaha. Mm-hmm. Is there's there were I mean down around the parts auto parts stores which is why I work down there, um, it seems like there was a taco truck like there was one in front of every auto parts store. There's one in front of the O'Reillys. There's one in front of what's the place was like a couple blocks down from there, um, but they're good. Mm-hmm. It, it it tastes delicious and unhealthy, which is the best <laughs> kind of delicious. Yeah. Yep. That's where I got a my first bacon wrapped hot dog 
And I was like, wow, that's a thing. I'll eat it. <laughs> so that sounds unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> but Food trucks come up with some incredible things no one should eat. <laughs> it does sound delicious. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about tonight. Tonight, we're talking about uh, horror movies. So this was kind of thrown out as a recommendation a couple episodes ago, but I think we kind of refined the idea a little bit because um, around Halloween, there's usually like the best horror movies. I know we've done like our favorite horror movies of all time or the greatest horror movies of all time or whatever lists. Mm-hmm. So I figured we'd take the person, the people's suggestions of horror of bad horror movies. You don't, or you, that you do like, and just kind of like use that to flip the usual, like greatest horror movies ever, because come on, uh, here's my list. Uh, Exorcist shining. you you guys have all, you've heard it all <laughs> the thing you've heard it all before. But what if, what are some of our favorite horror movies that are generally considered bad movies? Mm-hmm. So our best worst, I guess. But if we like them, maybe we don't think they're worst. Right. And I went to uh, like there's a Rotten Tomatoes worst horror movies list. And then I also kind of looked at other lists like that. Paul asked, is this the best of best worst list episode? <laughs> it's not necessarily a list, but yeah. Um, oh, man. Maybe the list needs to happen someday, but we don't have time for that. You don't have time for that, listener. <laughs> yeah. This was also kind of partially inspired by Paul's, like, <laughs> constant just not bewilderment by the fact that we can uh, enjoy a movie even if it has a bad plot, but at the same time berate other movies that have bad plots and not enjoy those. Um, so this is kind of along those lines, too. Yeah. We're and, we're gonna own our inner hypocrites tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All fully. Right. Um, oh, there's some terrible movies on these lists, though. I but I don't think my movie is bad at all. I don't know why people don't like it. I think it's good. Yeah, see, there's a few movies like there's movies like Troll Two that's on there. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch that because at least for mine. And it, this isn't necessarily the case with you guys, for you guys, but for mine, I was looking for something that I actually like, even if it's maybe kind of bad, but I actually think is like a worthwhile movie as opposed to like good because it's bad. Mm-hmm. But if you guys watch good because it's bad, that's that's fine. I almost went. Str- I almost went hot take. I almost went Evil Dead. Oh. <laughs> Which I know, I just I just lost some street cred there because people are like, "Wait, that's not a bad movie, Kiefer," but it is. It's so <laughs> bad that they remade it to make it on purpose that way. I, the original, mm-hmm. might be my favorite. I'm I love it. I love it, it. It's hard to deny like how great the second one is, yeah. but I appreciate. I, I I hear what you're saying. We wouldn't have Evil Dead Two if Evil Dead One was perfect. It has some cheesy and amateurish elements, but man, I still think it's not bad. If if the second one never happened, it would have been easier for the first one to fall into obscurity. But I think the first one would still be like, yeah, Evil Dead, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, part of that was just to be a hot take, you know? Right. And I was like, well, no, that would just be because I I this love it. I don't, I don't care. Over. <laughs> I I love it. I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. so a lot of these, there's a lot of remakes on the list. So I, I was looking at their list of like the worst horror movies 
And then I was and like, they, they is Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. They is Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and then I was like, well, how about I just like go to Rotten Tomatoes, hit browse, hit horror, sort by like, you know, the lowest of the low ratings. And their list is like, they, they jazzed it up. It's not like whoever put this together was just like, let's just find the lowest rated ones. They, they intentionally went through and picked some because there's several zero percents, but there's also some that dip up to 13, 14, 15% on the tomato meter that they threw in there. Um, so they're kind of picking and choosing to be making it more interesting list versus just like a sea of crap that you haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, you need to schedule that remake episode with me. Evil dead remake. Is that what we're talking about? I wouldn't mind revisiting that. I remember enjoying it. I'm I'm wondering how I feel about it still. I still haven't seen that. Cause I, yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, I'm, uh, I hate to be that guy because I'm not usually that guy, but I don't think it needs to exist. Oh no, it absolutely, absolutely doesn't. And I'm super glad. I'm a little worried about this new evil dead thing that's coming up, but I'm super glad that Ash vs. evil dead existed after that. So that, just that like kind of remake slash reboot kind of thing wasn't the like end of that right. franchise because it's I feel like some of the the twisted joy comes back in towards to that movie towards the end but like that's what's it's it's a super gory and serious remake of Evil Dead and that's like that's not you're missing a huge yeah. thing that makes Evil Dead awesome. Mm-hmm. It was still like, good though. Well, I thought more decent. One of, one of the things on that list, uh, that Rotten Tomatoes list, and I just kind of mentioned this in the ch- in the the chat, the Grolix chat, um, was Flatliners, and I was like, Flatliners isn't a bad movie. I mean, I it's hardly horror. I mean, mm-hmm. it's more paranormal, supernatural. I don't know. It's kind of thriller a little. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little bit of a scary, spooky vibe to it because you're dealing with death and and the unknown. But like, I never thought it was a bad movie. And then I was like, so I'm going to do that one. And then I looked at it closer. It was like, oh, it's an unnecessary remake. Mm -hmm. Who who thought that needed a repaint? I think whoever put this list together, they combed through for, well, first off, stuff people would recognize because people, if they pull up a list, they don't know any of the movies. It's not going to be that interesting to them, I think. But right. they comb through specifically looking for unnecessary remakes and sequels because I'm looking at it now and up on the, like towards the top number three, they have uh, or towards the bottom of the list, I guess the 2016 Cabin Fever, which why did Cabin Fever need a is that a remake? Like, why did Cabin Fever need a remake? <laughs> It was mm-hmm. made in the last 20 years. Yeah, it's weird. But, yeah. Jaws the Revenge. What? <laughs> is that is that Jaws 3? What's that? I, I feel like it is. Or is that Jaws 2? I thought Jaws 2 was just called Jaws 2. Oh, Jaws 3 might have been the 3D one. Wait, which one? Hold on. I'm going to find out. We have to know now. <laughs> 87. That's pretty... 87. That's pretty long. Because uh, Jaws yeah, that's came out 78, two. right? That's got to be two. Okay. Wait. The one with Dennis Quaid. That's the bad one. Hold on. I, I need to know for sure. Jaws. Maybe that's actually, maybe that's later. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's like four. Four. I, I feel like maybe that's not the case, though. No, it's, yeah, it's four. It's four. Okay. 
What else? There was another one that I saw. Oh, yeah, like there's all sorts of movies I didn't even know were remade, like Jacob's Ladder. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. How is Jacob's Ladder a bad movie? Oh, because this is the one made in 2019. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know existed. Okay, well, Paul, Paul, here, here we go, Paul. Uh, Paul, there's an instant dislike towards remakes, whether they're actually good or not. It's an odd social norm. Well, it it depends because, first off, so many, I think, have been bad. It's like, um, it's a little different now, but licensed video games back in the day. When you'd see like a Nintendo or Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis game, I'm talking to the young kids now, our younger audience. <laughs> On the rental store shelf. Oh, God, yes, I yeah. just aged myself so <laughs> badly with everything I'm saying. Right. But, like, you know, if it was a movie license or something, after a certain point, you learn. You're just like, no, that's going to be terrible. It's going to be right. dog crap. Like, mm-hmm. just because, like, companies would get licenses and then just crank those out as quick as possible. And so it's that thing of so many of them are bad. They just kind of, you just get that assumption. Right when you're like, right. oh, another remake, huh? Yeah. But then in the case of would you Jacob's Ladder, why would you remake that? First off, that's such a kind of unique movie that like mm-hmm. you're not going to bring anything yeah. new to it. It doesn't need to be updated. It's kind of in. I feel like it being set in a certain time period is kind of important to its plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would you do it? Or the Gus Van Zant remake of Psycho, like. Let's do right. a shot by shot for shot psycho, except have worse actors and it's in color so that kids Doesn't will make watch it. Any sense, man? I hate no. that. Um, well, that's uh, the, when, that's... A, when a stranger calls, I was like, why, why was that a, even remade? You know, like the original's great, and I don't know that you could do it now. Mm-hmm. That's the whole problem, really, I think, with, with the remakes is they don't remake bad movies, they remake good movies. And you can't make a good movie much better, really, most of the time. Right. You could just make it worse. Go make a bad movie and turn it into something good. Do that. You and know? I think, and I, I think that comes down. Yeah, I wonder if the Running Man remake still happening. And I know it's got a following, like because it's can't be fun. But Running Man is kind of terrible. <laughs> it could be an awesome movie if they remade mm-hmm. Running Man. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember hearing at one point that I thought there was um, what's his name. Shaun of the Dead director guy escaped. Oh, Edgar me. Wright? I, I thought I heard Edgar Wright was attached to a remake of Running Man, but I don't know that that's happened. Maybe it fell through. I just thought of an exception, though. Sometimes if, if the movie is made off of a book and the original movie was okay, but it wasn't really close to the book, I, I accept a remake of that, like Dune. You know? Well, right. I think the problem with remakes is, and this is why they don't remake bad movies, because most of the time they're not it's not somebody remaking it because they have a burning desire to remake this or they have an interesting new take it's a company that owns that ip is like yeah this has got brand recognition let's pump out a crap remake to just get some ticket sales and i know they're they don't set out to make a crap remake but i mean it's 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 totally motivated by just like it's oftentimes they are the most empty hollow productions Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like motivation it's just to make money they're the cocaine yeah. movies of the present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what's that? What's that? I don't understand. Oh, that, well, right? Like they used to make really bad, quick uh, movies just oh, so that they could right. get money for drugs. And th- not like there's this whole <laughs> subset of, of <laughs> wow, Hollywood okay. where it's like they'd get a budget, 
but really they just oh yeah threw a party and then they put out like a really fast movie and then mm-hmm. that's like, how a shot, lot of movies got made we shot this in seven days in my backyard and it cost us three million dollars <laughs> right uh there i mean obviously though there's there's exact there's exceptions like um the thing which i you know already mentioned we've seen recently in the drive-in um john carpenter's a thing and that is kind of a case where the original is kind of a classic although you you, you know it's a classic in in that it listen what is that 50s 50s sci-fi and horror like doesn't hold up as well as movies once you hit like the 60s 70s and on like you know it's mm-hmm. basically a vegetable monster <laughs> um mm-hmm. whereas john carpenter's a thing obviously he was a fan of the original the thing from another world or another planet um because he had clips of it in halloween but uh that's based on the original story which is like what melanie was getting at where it's kind of a remake but really it's more based on the source material that the other movie was also based on yes <laughs> paul's gonna gotta pick that scab already <laughs> it's haunted this town for 40 years <laughs> uh, paul, <laughs> paul says i accept generational remakes like it's been 40 years and evil needs to die again <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, if the movie hasn't been touched in 40 years and you have a passion for the IP, then by all means, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Um, show me what you got. <laughs> I guess it, yeah, if it depends. If you, like, yeah, if you have a passion for it, but if it's just like, just to pump it out. Um, I wish I could make sci fi movies. If I had the money to make some sci fi, I'd make beautiful things. Anyway, let's move on. The Haunting is an example that's a that's a movie from i think the 60s which is great super creepy the the late 90s haunting is that not on this list by the way i feel like it's It's, not it should be that's a terrible movie i thought it was that's an awful movie and i hate it but then (laughs) you jump forward even though it's totally different uh the series the haunting of hill house was it Mm. the haunting of hill house series yeah yeah is loosely kind of maybe a little sort of takes inspiration by from mm-hmm. the source material for the haunting mm-hmm. and that's amazing so right. yeah th- i'll tell you man this could be a whole episode of just like the worst remakes or whatever the fog remake is on here from 2005 right. the fog i really like the original fog it's a I, I think an underrated john carpenter movie mm-hmm. uh it's one people don't talk about too much it's good. The remake is was so bad. It almost made me dislike the original a little bit. Wow. It's one of the it's it's one of the few go-to like when people are like, "Well, it's not going to ruin the original." It's like they've tried. <laughs> it, it might. Yeah. The fog of war. Paul wants to make Swiss Family Robinson meets The Hills Have Eyes. Cool. That's um, a solid premise, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, real quick, I think there was just a a couple one or one something I watched. Oh, there was a couple things. Uh, Blood Red Sky. Melanie and I watched that this last week weekend. Mm-hmm. I think I liked it. I recommend it. I kind of don't want to spoil it, but then again, if you just look at the poster, it's going to be a little spoiled. But if you ever thought like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Just if you ever, it. if you ever thought like, you know what's a good movie. Or what's a good premise? Die Hard 2. But you know what it needs? Vampires. 
and a single mother and a child, you should watch Blood Red Sky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's vampires on a plane. Okay. But it's, it's not cheesy or campy. It's like handled very straightforward, Mm -hmm. very earnestly. Uh, and it's just, if more than anything, it's just kind of a interesting premise. Uh, uh, it's an effective thriller with an interesting, Mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of gimmick thrown in there, but it plays it very straight. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not scary. It's just it's tense, like a it is very tense, like an action thriller kind of thing. It's not super actiony, but it's a thriller. Um, I was gripping things, and I'm like, ah, ah, don't do it. <laughs> it. Yes, Paul, exactly. Oh, the best. Yeah, There's a YouTube comment on a video about it. I watched it. Was the best. It was something about stakes on a plane. I was no nobody made that pun. Okay. Yes. Um. I, I the best way to I think to go into it is to not know anything about that there's vampires but like if you watch the trailer or look at the poster online or probably read the synopsis you're not going to be able to do that i'd started watching the trailer with melanie and i was like oh wait i remember hearing about this and i stopped the trailer i was like let's watch that because she hadn't heard anything about it so melanie was able to go in without knowing mm-hmm. it was but a vampire it, thing it's revealed pretty early on though so yeah it, it, you know you're not really losing too much by knowing that's true uh, the other thing we watched was VHS 94, um, which is VHS is uh, like a horror anthology series. You know, there's usually, I think, three stories. You know, it's a horror anthology movie. Uh, there's usually like three stories and then it also has a wraparound segment or whatever, bridging segments. Um, and this was another, the third or fourth in the franchise, the third in the franchise, I think. Um, it's it's new. I think it's on Shudder. Uh yeah, we watched it, and I actually I enjoyed it. There's, I think there's four stories, short stories, and I really liked three of the four. And the fourth one, I still liked. It was it was okay, but I the, the other three I thought were solid. So that's like a way higher uh, win ratio than most horror anthology movies get. So uh-huh. I always like for me. Yeah. Me me too. I always like horror anthologies, even when they're not that great. Um, right. They're fantastic. So. Well, how did you, how did you how did this one strike you compared to some of them? Because I mean, listen, like XX, I think was one of the, like the, the all female led horror anthology, and I didn't really care for that one. Like, there's maybe one that I really liked, and some kind of interesting ones, um, but I feel like it, that feels more like how a lot of them end up, where it's like there's one really good story, a couple mm-hmm. interesting ones, and then it's just like, eh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought. I liked I liked it. I thought they were good and um some very interesting ideas going on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a vampire thing in that too. I know. I like that one. I do too. It's such a good premise. The vampires, man, they 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 they're coming back. And so far everything I've watched, it's not just like a vampire thing. It's it's a, like a good premise for a vampire thing. It's like what if yeah. vampire but uh timothy mcveigh style rednecks uh <laughs> you know um oh, wow it, it, what a vampire but planes yeah it's funny because like um in old man you know there's old man logan which we read mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then there was old man hawkeye and they did um 
they took like multiple man who's one of my favorite characters but they like made him almost like inbred like he had duped out so far that he was just like not you know it was like just mm-hmm. inbreeding to the nth degree kind of thing but with his duplicates kind of thing like he right. just duped out so far that he was not even himself anymore and he just had like this handlebar mustache and he was just uh, like an obvious super hick kind of thing <laughs> that's I was pretty like, funny that is the most bizarre take on that character i've seen and i've seen some weird ones i i love a good premise that i love a premise that on paper sounds ridiculous mm-hmm. but is executed with complete like just completely straight faced mm-hmm. so good sometimes uh what's up jasper how's it going um, Paul says in the vein of bad remakes, the universal monster verse has been wishy-washy, which is weird because they have a solid sort. Yeah. I mean, yeah. man, talk about like a, f- a flop and failed the, uh, I haven't watched it, but from how it appeared, their like original dark universe thing went, mm-hmm. that's coming at it with the wrong, uh, motivations. To where they do a mummy movie to set up expressly to set up this universe, and they forget to make the mummy movie good, from yeah. what I can tell. Well, Ugh. just pretend that wasn't part Dracula of it. And one. Start with thing. the Invisible Man. I'm, I feel like they that. I feel like the Invisible Man was there. Like, oh man, I don't. We don't know. We don't know. Here, whatever. You you could use this, uh, and then that did well, and they're like, hey, what if? <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's anything they can to jump on um did I, uh, we talk about colin robinson yet oh no why because he's an energy vampire i don't know but if there's something that happens in the season we haven't finished it yet oh, so don't t- don't spoil nothing you son of a gun savannah are you spoiling things you should know better better not better not i uh i watched the new craft movie Oh, oh, oh. speaking of remakes, it was cheap. You guys saw it like when it not long after it came out, right? I don't think I I remember Uh us talking about it a lot, but I I never watched it. I feel like maybe we had somebody on that watched it. Okay. I don't know. I I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then I won't, I won't talk about it ad nauseum, but it was like, um, you know how the, you guys saw the original craft. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like, who didn't? Like, that's mm-hmm. what everybody knows about witches. That's right, that kids. <laughs> the craft. Yeah, everybody craft. remembers that one. Yeah. That's that's how you know that spells have consequences, right? Because, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but um, so this is like a, it's like a sequel, sort of, but like with the with a whole new brood <laughs> kind of thing, you know, and. Mm-hmm. uh and it so like it's not a bad it's not bad you know well I mean I think it got pretty low scores but like it's it's really not a bad movie but uh, mm-hmm. it's like it's like what if you know like how the how the original uh, Coven had mm-hmm. kind of distinct and interesting personalities uh-huh. <laughs> we are the weirdos Mister um, this one basically had one character that was interesting. Like the mm-hmm. rest of the coven is there to discover her and that's it. Yeah. You know how Sarah was kind of the linchpin in the first one and mm-hmm. Nancy was like the baddie. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. It's just Sarah and Na- Nancy, like in one person. And then the other ones are just there huh? to h- kind of help her meet her potential, I guess. I mean, like they have a little bit of personality, but not much. 
Weird. Yeah. It's yeah. a weird take on it. I don't, I don't see the craft working without uh, Faruza Balk. She's the only reason I watched that movie in the first place. Right. I don't know about a straight up remake. It's smart to do a sequel y type thing. I feel like the craft isn't beyond that. I feel like that's doable. It's just you'd have to do it. Because the craft, like, I love the craft, but if you rewatched it, it's so, like, of its time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is one that if they wanted to make a new craft movie every so often to update it for the current generation, that's fine just don't remake the same movie over and over no it was it was fine but i mean there were there were a lot of elements that were very similar they tried to put a different spin on it and it to a certain degree it works and to a certain degree it's like oh we this got weird right you know they got they had to throw an almost woke element on it so yeah definitely written for a younger generation yes i agree with paul on that that reminds me a little bit of Sabrina and how, like, I, 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 even when I was liking the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, they went a little hard on the like woke element to where it just kind of seemed cheesy. I'm not an anti that guy, you know, mm-hmm. but like they poured it on a little thick. Is that older people writing what they think kids want? Do you think? <laughs> mm, I don't know. Or yes. is that? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you can have you can have all of the the elements uh, um, that they think that kids want, like, um, you know, an LGBTQ plus person um, and like um, a strong female lead. And all of, you can have all of those things in a natural way that isn't forced that goes with a good story. But they mm-hmm. don't do that. They shove stuff in there that doesn't fit just to make it what they think kids want it to be. And that turned, nobody likes it that way. No, they don't, kids aren't dumb. They're, they're maybe a little dumb, but they're not, you know, they know that it sucks and they can feel that it's wrong in that place, you know? So that's my, my take on it at least. Paul says, okay, chilling adventures canceled. Yeah, we knew that. That was some time ago. Teenage witch coming back. I, that I did not know. Yeah. Melissa Joan Hart. Wait, what with her? Yeah. Well, middle-aged <laughs> well, and then, um, to elderly witch. And then Sabrina Sorry. is coming back, but Sabrina is going to Riverdale. I did see that. I Yeah, I heard that, which is fine. That makes sense. The, 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 yeah. That became my beef with the show. It became too Riverdale. Mm-hmm. And part of Riverdale is poor writing. So whatever. Mm-hmm. I was, listen, I watched it for like two seasons. Riverdale. It, if it's it's a little, it's kind of trashy, but if you can get into it, it'll hook you. But uh, it's it's not the best writing for sure. Right. And you know I feel like, well, I mean, it's based on Archie. Uh, you know, ch- go ahead. Go ahead. I was no. just say that what I didn't like about Sabrina, which is I think my I had never watched Riverdale, but I'm assuming it's what I wouldn't like about that is that it's Glee. So you know, if they would stop doing that, that might help maybe too. Oh, that last season that I didn't finish. Which I don't know, even know if it was the last season. I hated it. They started shoehorning musical numbers into it, and I was like, "Why? Why are you doing this? Stop!" Suddenly, they have a band, and that seems like something that they would do in the Archie comics. That's fine, but that's not like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was different. It was good. Yeah, no, we need first more. Season was awesome. Second season was awesome. Third season, what? What a nosedive! What a nosedive! I was singing that show's praises so hard for a long time, and then it just nosedived. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, we're 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 way we're a little over halfway. We should probably maybe get to the main theme of the show. 
We should. We we talked about important things like taco trucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm still I'm catching up on comments just so you guys know. Savannah Savannah said the first season of Chilling Adventures was amazing. I agree. I because it's all Halloweeny right now. Mm-hmm. Like that first season especially is maybe the most Halloweeny TV show I've ever seen. Um, and it kind of made me miss it. I was like, oh, I kind of makes me want to watch it a little bit but then i'm like but why also um just just to have that let down of like i should keep going no no um so like the first season of heroes yes heroes i loved heroes until the writer strike ruined it and then it was terrible after that like even after the writer strike uh the writing it's like the, the writing strike happened and then the good writing just never came back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scabs. Yeah. Ooh. And Heroes did the thing where it set up a bunch of stuff before the writer strike that they just never went back to. Mm-hmm. Why would you just leave it dangling? Like, because they don't know where it was supposed to be going. Yeah. Time traveling. Wasn't it, was it the same? It wasn't the same writers. I was like, is it the same people that made Lost? But no, that were kind of happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> I okay I never lost was not a thing like I got into oh. but I understand it kind of Game of Thrones at the end um yeah. yeah that's such a good and that's like a good one-to-one because like lost was like the first series I think that came out lost and heroes kind of where it was like such a big budget and the writing seemed so solid and everyone was so hooked and we were like TV can be as good or better than movies. Like that right. was the first moment where people were kind of like, I think this is better than a movie. Like network TV even yeah. because uh, HBO was kind of hitting it with like Oz and Sopranos really had people, but like, yeah, lost I think is when network TV really hit that. And lost was, what do they call it? Like a cultural phenomenon. It was must see TV. Yeah. I, so I have never watched even one episode of lost. I th- that first I think- season is kind of incredible, but it's same deal. Like they didn't know where it was going. So like it really fell apart in later seasons. Lost me midway. Yeah, it did. Uh, Savannah asked, has anyone watched the prequel to the Soprano show? I haven't. And in fact, I've actually never finished the Soprano series. I know how it ends, unfortunately, but I have also never watched an episode of Sopranos. Oh, Sopranos is good though. I, I mean, I like Sopranos, but yeah, I, I just never finished it. Mm-hmm. Melanie never finished Breaking Bad. She got to a point where she couldn't. And I was, was like, I can't watch. The, the fly episode. I was I, like, I'm done. I'm not I watching can't. anymore. <laughs> I was like, I can't watch this with you any, anyway. You just complained <laughs> Jeff, about Jeff it. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that would have been okay. Oh. <sighs> no, I was just like, I hate everybody in the show. Everybody's. A horrible person and why do i care about any of them yeah that's what that's where i was at at that point um i can't watch breaking bad because okay i i don't know what that means anyway um breaking bad also they had that movie on or netflix or whatever afterwards i think breaking um, bad had a movie huh. yeah it focused on the aaron paul character i believe is that better call saul is that that guy no no uh aaron paul was the the science guy, not the science guy, but he was, you know, the, the, the drug, the like punk little drug dealer sidekick of Waltz. Um, 
who was meant to die in the first season. And they're like, we like this character. Or the audience <laughs> you, likes this. You can't kill him because we like him. Yeah. Talk about, that's a, like a good example of a show that hit that like cultural phenomenon. And after hearing some things like the fact that the Aaron Paul character was meant to be like just a kind of a short lived character who died off in the first season, who became like a through line one of the main characters of the whole series. Talk about writing by the seat of your pants. Like, I don't think they knew where it was going, but they, in my opinion, managed to stick the landing. Mm -hmm. uh, and honestly, there's, it's not, not, not to spoil it for people who haven't finished it yet. Like, there's no good way to end that story. So, like, it's not going to be a happy ending regardless what happens. But, yeah. Anyway. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite movies that is generally, generally considered bad. I'm going to jump into it. Um, Do it. First, I need to find what it's, what it's, uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating is because this had, this is a movie. Sorry. I don't want to talk while I'm typing because I know my typing is super loud. Because mechanical keyboards, the best. What? Rotten Tomatoes, what is going on? Why are you so slow sometimes? Because they're rotten. Okay, so this movie was on, I looked at a couple different lists, and this was on one of them. And I was like, oh yeah, and I kind of latched onto it. But then looking through like the actual like lowest rated, I was like, oh, it's not quite as low as I had expected. But I think it's like 14%, though. That's still pretty low, right? Oh, come on now. On this show, we always get, and part of it is because I know later it's going to be audio, but I'm always like, there's always pressure to, uh, what is, what is going on? There it is. I'm always pressured to like, keep, keep the talk going or keep, sure. keep it engaging. But if you watch just live streams, mm -hmm. I think we do it wrong. There, there's too much pressure. Oh. I, we put too much. I put too much pressure on myself, and, and then I talk constantly for an hour and, and a half. Um, but if you watch like other live streams, people just oh, yeah. kicking it. Yeah, live. Streams they might be eating. Like... They're just eating stuff and like, hey, uh, yeah, replying to the chat without reading the chat out loud, so that like right. future mm -hmm. viewers might understand what's happening, and it's not like listening to half of a conversation. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's weird stuff where he's like, whoa, he's a wizard. And you're like, what? Who's a wizard? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> right. There's, I don't watch a lot of Twitch streams, um, but I do watch some YouTube videos that are usually cut together from Twitch streams later. Like some Mario sure. Maker uh, play, uh, Let's Players do that. They'll repurpose their Twitch streams. They're usually pretty good about it, but occasionally... Like one of them, it'll be like that where they'll respond to something and then that's it. And it's like, what was that conversation? I'm not going to read <laughs> the text you have up in right. the, hold on, where's it at? Up in the corner flying by that's that big. Like what, what was that? Yeah. I don't even know why they have that overlay because no one else can, I, I don't know, unless and people have it, like 72 inch monitors or something. Right. You're not going to see it on your phone. If I, I, you know, if I'm watching it in my living room, the TV's on the other side of the room. I can't see right. that text from across the way. Uh, so the book, the book, you'll see why I said that. The movie that uh, got 14% tomato meter, only 18% audience score. So this is not necessarily a case of like, well, the critics just didn't like it, but the audience loved it. That I kind of have a soft spot for, even though I recognize there's not great elements. 
Um, this movie came out, I believe, in 2000. I think it was in the it was in theaters on Halloween because the Halloween night of 2000, it was stormy and crappy out. I think, um, and in Fremont, Nebraska, there was a Randy with nothing to do on Halloween, so he went to see this movie by himself in the theater. My bloody Valentine. No, was that out at that time? <laughs> I don't know. That might have been a Valentine movie. Actually, I don't know. Uh, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two. Oh yeah, yeah, that movie wasn't horrible. I it was have a, way better than it had any right to be. Right, right. I I always kind of enjoyed it. It became one of those movies. What a pairing! It became one of those movies for a while that I'd show people all the time. But like, oh, you haven't seen this, and of course nobody's seen it because they're like, no, Blair Witch <laughs> Two. It's good. No, I'm not. I didn't watch that. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> so this, I think people watch this and like. Requiem for a dream? That's that's a shock, oh, wow, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but they're about the same time period, so sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. It's not great. And it holds up worse, I'm sure, now. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. It's because it's very it's two thousand, but it feels very it felt like it's like you're a little over you're like a little too two thousand now in mm-hmm. two thousand. So it it didn't age that well. Um but it's such an interesting concept and it's such an interesting take on like if they're gonna part of the problem is the studios like Blair Witch these guys made this movie made so much money we need to pump out a sequel that's part of the problem but at the same time I can't believe that this is the sequel they sanged on to they're like yeah "Yeah, let's do that where it's like clearly it's we're not gonna it's not found footage Mm -hmm. it's a movie about people who are obsessed with the original movie and then but there's also like weird psychological elements um there was this was a movie that had interference though like uh studio and interference oh yeah there's a lot of stuff with like this it does this stupid thing where it'll just like randomly cut to like scenes of murder like just quick flashy blah 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 Uh, early in the movie and you're like what was that that was a producer worried that you were losing the audience is what that was um so that's kind of a bummer i kind of wonder what like the original proper cut of this would be it still wouldn't be great though but it's such a weird and novel idea and it's it's one of those movies that it's like a less smart shining or something to where Although I think, in my opinion, Shining, it's hard to deny that it's a supernatural thing. But people d- debate the whole, like, Shining, it could be supernatural influences or it could be 100% psychological. Oh, yeah. And this movie plays on that real hard to where it's kind of like, it's supernatural, it's supernatural. But is it? It's not. But maybe it is. And it, and I feel like the end reveal is that, like, no, it's all psychological. Um it does feel a little bit like it's trying to be a little smarter than it is, <laughs> but, but man, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you a thing about what it's about. Like, I don't remember the plot very well, but I do remember being like, this has nothing, almost nothing to do with the original mm-hmm. almost. Uh, but it's kind of okay. Like, like usually I hate that when it's a total divergence, but in this case it was like, I didn't really want to see another found footage movie, you know, like Blair, Witch did what it was going to do. There's no way you were going to follow that up like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I was like, this was so out of left field for me that I was kind of on board. I remember a bridge to a house and a, a witchy chick with like flowy dress and fluffy hair. That's it. So, uh, you know, I'm going to tell on myself, uh, I've been kind of busy and I did not rewatch this for this episode, but I've seen this movie so many times. It's, it's almost, I'm not, it's not, it's listen, it's not evil dead Two, but I'd made the joke earlier, a couple episodes back that like, I wouldn't have to rewatch evil dead Two to like review it or talk about it. Book of shadows, uh, Blair, Witch two book of shadows or flip that around. You can tell there's problems right away with the title, right? <laughs> Right, book yeah. of Shadows, call it Blair Witch 2. I don't even know that there's a Book of Shadows in it. <laughs> book of Shadows has nothing like, to do with it. Like, why is it even called that? <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with it. It's like, it's a, I guess it's a witch reference. It's probably, they're like, we have this movie, Book of Shadows, but we're going to add a little bit of Blair Witch in there so that we can get it made. Actually, Ta- maybe. Take Except it easy, you'd Paul. expect a, a Book of Shadows in there somewhere. Yeah. Paul's yeah. bouncing. He says, have a happy Halloween. See you, Paul. Happy Halloween. Um... Okay, so this is the the premise. Um, real quick, I've already talked longer about this than I expected. Um, basically, there's like tour groups have set up like Blair Witch tour groups. Like you go there, like you go, and this guide will take you to through the woods, and supposedly whatever. It's just it's clearly like tour groups set up to like cash in on, huh? Set up to cash. There's a lot of interesting like meta stuff, right? in the movie itself, but also behind the thought process of the movie. Like they hired on an interesting, uh, documentary filmmaker to make this, but, um, you know, so we follow a group that's like being led through like on a Blair witch tour by this guy who lives there locally. And he's just like cashing in on the idea. Um, but it, the whole movie revolves around the idea of like, obsession like each character kind of like fixates on a different aspect of the Blair Witch either mythos or movie itself because in this movie the Blair Witch is a movie um, but maybe real and then they all get super drunk and messed up to while uh, Queens of the Stone Age you know that one song where they just say all the drugs (laughs) uh, plays um, which is a great song thank you Blair Witch 2 for letting me know that song existed uh and then the next day like all their stuff like like they come out they wake up and they were blacked out one character has a miscarriage that's not fun uh but then maybe she didn't know but it's like well you were partying pretty hard lady um all their stuff's been trashed all their camera stuff of course they're filming everything like it could have almost been found footage but it's not you know it's still shot like a regular movie um and then they go back to the guide's place because they're all like discombobulated. The guide's place is first off awesome. It's like an old warehouse looking place that he lives in. Um, but that's where there's like a bridge type thing, Melanie, that you were remembering. And yes. yeah. And um, <laughs> it turns out there was another tour group there that they kind of come across. Uh, apparently during our characters blackout periods, this other tour group got slaughtered. They got murdered in the woods. And so they're like, we couldn't have done that. We didn't do that. And then they're watching back their tapes and they're like, Oh, maybe we did that. Uh, and maybe, you know, maybe we were possessed, but were we possessed? And anyway, that's the basic plot. (laughs) If that makes sense. Right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's vaguely familiar. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's weird. There's, you know, there's this stuff does not age well. Talking, speaking of like the craft, it's it's handle. It's the craft has similar elements, but I feel like the craft handles it better. But like, there's the goth character, there's the Wiccan character, right, and sure. they're so like, even though it's two thousand, they're the so the nineties versions of what those characters are. Sure, that it that uh, there's no way it. Like I said, it felt a little dated at the time. And it's aged probably even worse. Um, that's it. I enjoyed it. I have no idea what I'd give a star rating. I should rewatch it though, because I want to know <laughs> what I would rate it now. <laughs> but it's worth a watch. If you are ever like, I'm never going to watch that, it's a surprisingly weird, meta, and somewhat psychological take on what a Blair Witch sequel would be. It's weird. Who's next? I need to stop talking. I'm sorry, guys. I'm. I guess Jesse's next. Yeah, okay. Jesse, right. yeah, Je- Jesse should go, and then I okay. will take over after that and finish. Okay. All right. Okay. So I have uh, I have not talked about a Puppet Master movie in a while. So here we are. Uh, and I felt like it fits. I felt like it fits the theme because, like, Puppet Master is one of those that you, if you love it, it's not because you love great acting. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> it's you love it because you love the weird little puppets, right? The you you love the character design of the inanimate objects. That's what you love. Mm-hmm. The humans, other than Toulon, and even he's a little like iffy. Uh, yeah, like you come for the puppets, and that's it. And and even the puppet work, you know, is. <laughs> It's, I, they're not getting Jim Henson. They're not getting like super duper industry pros for a lot of the puppet puppet working because like a lot of times it's just like them just holding the puppet, them holding the marionette or whatever, uh, and just like doing a whole like, oh, I'm going to bump my mic while I demonstrate for our audio listeners. Uh, just having a, have, like having a Ram Man or a He-Man and just shaking it to show that... <laughs> To show that the puppet is moving, <laughs> to show that the puppet is walking, and like, oh. and that's it. Like, like they're stationary in every other way. Whereas if you're watching a Muppet, a Muppet is going to try and almost exaggeratedly uh, emulate a walk cycle kind of thing. Uh, none of that in a Puppet Master movie, <laughs> which is what, what leads me to believe. Like, how great of a puppeteer do we have on staff for this thing? Um. Anyways, I. I like the puppet uh, master movies. I, I think I've mentioned that in the past uh, because I'm a puppet enthusiast, but there's a, there's a movie in, there's a couple movies now, but like back through in the original series, I think it was like puppet master one through five. Those were kind of sort of like the originals series. Right. And I think they were thinking to just end at five. Well, uh, they came out with curse of the puppet master, which kind of was like a soft reboot of it. Almost. It's almost like a Superman Returns kind of thing where it's kind of plunked down in between um, Puppet Master and Puppet Master 2. Mm -hmm. And Puppet Master 2 is probably considered the superior Puppet Master movie because Puppet Master 1 sets up the premise and it's okay. It's not like it. It's not like an incredible movie. It's not terrible. (laughs) No, it's not (laughs) like a. It's right. pretty cheesy, but it's a it's puppet bizarre master. too. You know, like a yeah. lot of people like they're like this movie is weird, and then Puppet Master Two kind of takes the, like the idea and runs a little better with it. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. If you're not sure, like if I were recommending a single Puppet Master movie, it was it would probably be two. Uh-huh. Um, 
but then this happens and people are like, the reason I chose this one is people have mixed feelings about this one because it like, again, anytime you do kind of a soft reboot or whatever, mm-hmm. or you throw something in the middle, like, like Superman returns, uh, it's like, well, that plays with it in a weird way. Like you've introduced right. some interesting characters, but in a w- weird way. And now we have a puppet that we've haven't seen before, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, with this weird backstory. Um, so it's kind of, it's even in the puppet master, you know, mm-hmm. pantheon or legacy or whatever you want to call it. Uh, this one's kind of a, a weird one and people don't know how to feel about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I did this one and it's, it's like, um, after Andrew Toulon. So after the first movie, uh, the puppets are in the hands of another guy called, um, I've already forgotten his name and I just rewatched it. By the way, you can watch this on Tubi, so you can watch it for free right now. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, also on Tubi. You oh, know, nice. mark a quality. Yeah, yeah. That's how you know <laughs> what we're watching is great. Uh, Curse of the Puppet Master has an audio, uh, not audio, audience score of 29, and uh, it doesn't even rate on the tomato. <laughs> it didn't even have enough, like, critic thermometer. Critic reviews to rate on there. Ooh. It's got uh, two critic reviews, and one gives it a one out of five, and one gives it a two out of five. So okay. they they rate okay. it pretty low. Audience rates it a little higher than than Book of Shadows got. Um, uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to tell you about it other than it's a it's a Puppet Master movie, but it's like one of those that was. I mean, I think they started going direct to video, anyways. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if any of them went to the theater. Maybe the first one, maybe the second one. I don't know. Right, right. Full Moon is basically direct-to-video. Um, this one has like such a cheesy... Like It's been going on long enough that now, for the, for the credits, which like movies don't... I don't know. Movies kind of do credits. But this, this version of doing credits is more like the opening to a sitcom. More <laughs> like the opening... Like, you could put the Full House music or the Friends music over top of this... It, intro because it's just like the puppet master theme music playing and then here's a puppet doing a thing here's a puppet looking at another thing it's just like footage from previous movies too like it's not (laughs) even from this movie it's just like previous movies and we're like all right full house full house opening that's great um the, one of the dynamics that's different about this one is that all the puppets just kind of live in this free, like this, this guy has this freak show, like a local freak show. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of lives, they just kind of live with them, but he's the puppet master. He's in charge of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But he keeps them in a cage when, when you know, like, like at night or, or whatever to keep them safe, he says. But really, he just mm-hmm. like, he has them do their thing, like out in the open. That's, that's one of the things that I think is bizarre about this, ver- this movie is this like, I mean, obviously in the original, they're part of a puppet show, but like, he just like, he exploits the fact that they're living puppets and he's just like, here they are, this bizarre wonder of the world kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And, uh, look, no strings. And I wonder how it works and go take a quick look. That's what I was just thinking. He's the bad guy from Pinocchio. Yeah. 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 Basically. (laughs) So it's kind of a soft reboot, but it opens with like footage from the other movies. Yeah. Yes, that's so weird. weird. That sounds yeah. like it doesn't. <laughs> once it's cake and 
to eat it too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't even say that it's a soft reboot so much as like a soft relaunch of the of the series. Almost like yeah. you, what you would say uh, the Curse of Chucky was kind of thing. Like, okay. Here's a jumping on point. Yeah. yeah. It's it's okay. actually part of the thing, but here's a good new place to start, I guess. Gotcha. Right. But like, I don't know. A- aside from the puppets, it's such a it's such a basic plot. Uh, it has like it has like a ki- it's got the kid that that's uh, he has no ties to anything, but he's really good at carving wood. <laughs> so <laughs> so this guy huh. wants to like like he's like you're really good at carving wood. You should carve wood for me. What did I pay you here? I'll pay you the same. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow, man, you are not good at negotiating like but i guess he worked at a gas station so the kid's like i'll do it (laughs) for exactly the same money i make here i'll carve wood for you and live at your house (laughs) and of course there's like a a college-aged daughter so that we can have like a pseudo love interest thing or a budding romance that will happen there and then you got the bullies from town who just pick on this kid for whatever reason, I oh, don't yeah, even know. There's got to be bullies. Like, yeah, and they're in like a a heckin' Camaro. I, I don't know a good <laughs> Grolix version of that, but like a heck, heckin' yeah. Camaro. Yeah. And uh, they're like, we're going to, like, hey, you, I'm going to bully you relentlessly because I can, because I'm a guy who lifts weights. And there's even a scene later where he's just like lifting weights ridiculously, like just like no one lifts that many reps, like. Bodybuilders won't even do that. <laughs> Does he do the weights play a role in his death? Yes. You've of seen course it does. I haven't, but oh, I don't no, think I you have. Know the, you know the trope. Yeah, no, like he's, yeah, it's this whole thing where he's like, I'm mad and I'm probably going to do some terrible things later, but the puppets are going to show up and probably kill me while I'm lifting the weights. It's, it's just it's like a- lifting the weights for like, I'm just, it, it took me out of it because I was like, dude, nobody does that many reps. Like, I don't care what, I mean, like, I guess he's mad. You mad, from, bro? From the sound of it, it's you know, it's a horror movie. Yeah. With paper thin characters. If someone has a trait, yeah. it's because someone wants to. The writer wants to kill someone with that trait. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I'm just kind of giving a almost a point by point plot breakdown here, but I, so I don't I don't want to do that, but. Uh, but it's know. good. Why? Why do I like this movie? It's yeah, just, is it? It's just the charm of it, and there's it a little bit of nostalgia, and it feels like peak full moon. You know, like they've done mm-hmm. a lot of movies since then. I don't. I don't know. Like I, it still has some of that original charm. Uh-huh. It's dopey as heck. It's got, uh, <laughs> you know, it's got your classic puppet master kills, which is just Blade basically slapping you in the face with his knife hand. <laughs> just like, bah, bah, bah. And that's, I mean, like, that's it. And then uh, what Driller is going to probably gore you someplace inappropriate because he's got a drill on his head. Uh, yeah. It's just what you do. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess so. When you're a killer puppet, yep. you got a thing. You do that thing. Oh, man. And then they kept showing, like, okay, now I'm now I'm picking it apart even more. Like, they show puppets that don't even show up in this movie. Like, in that in the really? intro credits, you know? Like, like there's a lot of things wrong with this. But, like, I love it because it's it's got that charm. It's got the, the puppets that you need. And they, they all, I mean, 
aside from the ones they show you that aren't even in the movie, uh, they all get a chance to do something. There's some weird, creepy elements to it, uh, which you got to have in a puppet master movie. You got to have kind of a pseudo man puppet thing and multiple dream sequences where it's, there's a pseudo man puppet thing. Like that's, that's the it's best like contractual requirement for writing so. one of these. <laughs> I think it's gotta so, have this dude. and it's yeah. gotta have this. I mean, one of the best parts of uh, puppet master two are some of the weird hybrid puppet people kind of mm. things like that's creepy and fun. And that's, that's kind of here in this movie too. And it's got their classic, like abrupt puppet master ending. We're like, Wait, that's the end? That's how you're going to... You just... Oh, it's over now? It's done? There's not an end credit scene? This isn't Marvel MCU yet? Okay. So. So I've gone through all the Friday the 13th, the Nightmare on Elm Streets, the Halloweens, the Chucky movies. That is... The Puppet Master movies is one of the longest horror franchises that I have not gone through that many of. Oh yeah, I'm so hesitant to do it, but I should do it someday. <laughs> Why well, would at least I would at least go beyond the first one? Mm-hmm. I, w- I would I would go on to two because it's one of those things where like the first movie is just a proof of concept, right? I I don't know though because I've seen several. I I don't know how many because they all yeah are like the same to me. I I can they really are what, what one is what, but I know I've seen several of them. Um, Until you get to like four and five, because then they try to like shoehorn in this demon thing. Uh, like four and five, they get they do that whole thing where they go off off the the original formula. That's a that's like horror franchise uh, formula, and I don't know why they still do it because it never works. But around movie four, 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 five, six, if they hit that far, they start like feeling like they have to introduce. It's always demons or something. Demons or a cult. Or the leprechaun goes to the hood for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> then they start going to hood, the hood. Yeah, or space. And space. Yeah. You know, the hood twice if the first one did okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That's when the gimmicks or people feeling like they have to, you know, even Hellraiser went to space and stuff. Like, right. I think it's them like, well, we can't just keep making the same movie. It's like, well, unless you're going to add something good, you just make the same movie. <laughs> even even the alien movies are like, let's make Ripley a clone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> How can we keep bringing her back? Well, first, you got to get Sigourney Weaver to sign on. It's going to cost a lot of money. Right. And then just make her a clone. Yeah. She's, she's almost like... Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis with the Halloween series where every time she's like, I'm not, that's the last one. I'm never doing it again. And it's like, then she pops up in another one. And you're like, the the pretty good payday on that one. I bet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Had to. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if I recommend it. I don't know. You're like, you, you have to like the puppet master. Is it a good jumping on point though? If you're curious about like, you're just like, I want to watch. You don't need any backstory at all. Like cool. It's just kind of a yeah. It's a, it's like a number one kind of a new number yeah. one. It's just mm-hmm. like uh, jumping right in when things you know like these characters exist and you just take that for you know, it. for what it is and like other other characters are introduced to the characters so that mm-hmm. that's why it's such a good like oh okay. Mm-hmm. I guess the '90s just really needed a puppet master launching point. Mm-hmm. Melanie. Yeah. What about you? I did Darkness. 
Yeah. Um, Darkness was, let's see. Um, it yeah. was from 2002. Um, it got 4% on the tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes. But the audience score was 31%. Um, but I am not the only one who thinks this was a decent movie because it also, it won Best Film and Best Cinematography at the Barcelona Film Award. So um, that's that's four percent is so low. That's pretty impressive that it you know it was winning like uh, awards. Well, I think part of the problem though is that there were several different versions of this movie made mm-hmm. for different countries, um, and maybe the version you watch. It has a big effect, I don't know, on what you think of it. And I don't know which version I watched. Uh, but the story is this family moves uh, to a house in Italy, I believe it is. Um, and it's, I think it's where the dad grew up. Um, and they move in and it's weird, creepy stuff starts to happen. And everybody gets all paranoid. Um, and so they start to look into it and they find out, I'm going spoilers here. Um you're going spoilers? Yes. It, okay. It's a haunted house type thing. Oh, this is available on HBO Max, by the way. Yes, it is. So they look into things and find out that there was a bunch of murders and stuff in, in the house. Um, and then maybe I won't spoil it completely, but yeah. I'll, I'll just say I very much appreciated the ending of this. And I, I guess a lot of people didn't, but I thought it was freaking great and worth the maybe it gets gets a little slow here and there, but it's very rare that a movie has the cojones to do, you know, certain things. And this movie kind of did, and at least in the version that I saw. But I know the ending is actually one of the things that is changed in some of the versions. Yeah, the theatrical version or whatever, you definitely want to avoid the. I, I'm pretty. I don't know what that's titled as if it's a director's cut or what, but. That's definitely a better version because they had to trim down a little bit of the blood and stuff like that. It's got a lot of little cuts like that, but the end is, for me, what I recall of it is the end is what makes it. The exactly, end, it, yeah. It's 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 got that thing of like, oh, oh, I didn't think they were gonna actually go kind of hardcore with the end, and uh, you know, I guess it's the spoilers in that like it's not necessarily a good ending, but mm-hmm. it's a good ending. Mm-hmm. Um, for a horror movie it's pretty cool yeah like the setup is you know it's regular haunted house type stuff everybody gets paranoid they suspect each other and you know whatever all of that and then and then at the very end it like you you get a bunch of exposition dump and then it goes yeah like off the rails a little bit um fantastic i that in that that's the reason that i like the movie so you have to make sure you watch the right version i suppose but I think it was great. I don't know why people don't like it. Um, unless it's, yeah, just the studios mess it up because they're like, Americans are dumb and they won't watch this or something like that, which, you know, I mean, I guess right. it is all subtitles for the people probably wouldn't, but, um, but I think it's great, but you know what, you know what they could have used in this movie that what? would have helped them out a puppet, some nano diamond batteries that could last thousands <laughs> of years, which ah. is the thing that you should be amazed about today. It's, um, they, she's not even she's like i'm not even gonna give randy or jesse a chance we need to end this episode (laughs) all right so uh they a a company from california uh believes it can um develop a new 
a, a self-powered battery made from nuclear waste uh, that can last 28,000 years. Um, so it would work for, well, really, they, they, they could, initially they want to do it for cars and then like phones, but they plan on making it commercially for like AAA, AA, you know, regular sized batteries. Um, but it would, basically they would store the, the, um, the nuclear waste from reactors in, uh, in diamonds, because they would encase it to, to seal in the, like, nu- you know, the radiation. Um, and that's what you would use to, to power everything. But, yeah, freaking batteries that last a, for a bajillion years and get rid of nuclear waste. Like, win-win. It's awesome. Well, I really are, they like, it. are they like batteries? <laughs> this is why I didn't wear the mask. Are they like batteries that, um, like, go in devices that you use? Because I, I don't... It, yeah, they would. That was what I was saying. They're going to start off doing it for cars and then phones, and then they're going to do double AA, A, triple A, uh, you know, nine volt, whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. Regular sizes. That. Yeah. That makes your remote control could have the same battery for 27 years. No, 27 thousand. Wait, actually, the battery it said that could last 28,000 years. Um, what? Yes. So, but your phone isn't well, going to. That's a little long, superfluous. So. Somebody's showing off. You just need <laughs> nuclear waste in your pocket, is all. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's but they. I mean, they know what they're doing, though. So it they would they'd be using these tiny diamonds that they would be creating, so they'd be in the right you know composition to do what they wanted to do, which would be to uh act. It would act as a semiconductor, a heat sink, and it would hold in the radiation. So they you know that's it. Ooh. It's amazing, and we should all have them now. I mean, that's all the the amazing tech you always report on. Report on, you know, tell us about. Yeah, they are amazing, and we should have them now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we will never see them. Well, even the super DVDs, like what? Mm-hmm. Right, where'd those go? I'm sure we've talked about this before, but like, uh-huh. I'm still astounded by that. Well, like, well, well the, the super DVDs, they're like physical medium is dead. Why would we need super right. DVDs at this point? Uh, what talk to me when you can store everything on DNA, which they're working on also. But, uh, but this kind of stuff, they have to jump through so many hoops to get it approved, especially when other companies are fighting really hard to keep them from breaking in the market, <sighs> basically taking over the market and yeah. getting them all out of business. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hate that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's so, disgusting. So this is not just battery companies; it's car companies. It's uh, you know, like so many, so many different companies that are working on work against this one thing. Um, but it's so, it's so much better for the environment than anything we have right now. And it would last so much longer. I really hope, I really hope they can get it done. That means they definitely won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For our audio listeners, uh, Randy has a pumpkin mask on. I just thought if, it's Halloween. If we don't remark on it, then they'll be like, why did Randy's voice get really weird? <laughs> I know. This is why I didn't wear it for the show. Plus, it would have been sweaty and stuff, but mm-hmm. I had to put it on for a little bit because this is our Halloween episode. Wasn't Ooh. it spooky? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about nachos. <laughs> <laughs> And bad remakes. Oh, yeah, it's the Nacho Man. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I, no, what? I think it's great. We we helped people though learn not to be scared of bad movies. Yeah, yeah. Don't be afraid unless it's the remake of The, the Fog, fog. <laughs> <laughs> or When a Stranger Calls, or other the movies ha- that didn't need remakes at all. The Haunting, Jacob's yeah. Ladder. <laughs> right Jacob's Ladder is that's one of the, that's a legit one of the creepiest movies that people just don't talk about I think because right. it is kind of a weird premise and it's it's not like it's not a ghosty thing or whatever but man that's got some imagery that I'll mess you up has been with me since I was a kid it is yeah. got the like the, the creepy face in the car that drives by it's like wait why what well, <laughs> right creepy. right mm-hmm. all right all right I'm going to take this mask off. Hold on. Yeah, because you sound like Bane. <laughs> you, you sound like when they make fun of Bane, actually. I was born, I was oh, born yeah. in the streamyard darkness. <laughs> yep. I don't know what my accent is under here, but it's incredible, Batman. <laughs> Dude, that's like... That's tough. I feel like there's three <laughs> actors that like live in... Uh, non-distinct random constantly changing accents and it's tom hardy yeah uh benicio del toro and uh what's his name that i always the new batman um mm-hmm. oh uh pattinson yeah, yeah robert pattinson like they all like do roles where like, they're just making up accents gary oldman a little bit too right. like we know what <laughs> right. gary oldman's actual voice sounds like but beyond that it's like he could do anything. Mm-hmm. And we'll be like, what is he doing? I guess Johnny Depp a little too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but his always sound a little bit drunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he probably are. It's like, I'm method. It's like, well, the, the role didn't require yeah. you to be hammered. Yeah, I can <laughs> smell your method. <laughs> but why is the rum gone? You drank it, John. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Hey. If you need some spooky, spooky sounds for your Halloween times, you should go to a super science. Man, I don't get super science.xyz. If it doesn't load for you at first, reload a couple times. It's just a redirect. I don't know why it has such trouble. Or go to superscience.bandcamp.com or just search super science candy sack or super science on Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify. I'm on all the things now. Go listen to it. And enjoy it, or else. Get yourself a candy sack. Get yourself a candy sack, or the cats of doom will come. The spider buggy bonsai. <laughs> the, the bonsai is going to spider buggy you. Uh, now it'll have real consequences, like craft magic. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Jesse, you got anything to mention to people? <laughs> I actually do. It's oh. weird. It's a weird one. Uh, it, if you're watching... I guess Savannah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got a show this weekend. I'll be at um, a Quidditch match thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think I talked about this in a previous show like uh-huh. way back when, like maybe two years ago. Qu- people play Quidditch. Was that like two years a- ago? Yeah, I remember. I, so, I remember yeah. the conversation distinctly. Yeah, they made they made like a terrestrial, sporty version of Quidditch that people actually play, and I'm going to be selling. You know like Harry Potter and other nerdy art at the thing. Oh, cool. So that'll be like the day before Halloween or whatever. Where's that? What what town is that oh, in? Oh, it's in Papillion. Papillion? Yeah. 
the only way I know it's even a thing is that they have a Facebook event kind of thing. So Papillion is one of the smaller areas that was swallowed by Omaha for people yeah. outside of the media area that might be listening in the future. It's basically Omaha. Wait. You're not going to play? No, it looks it's really confusing. I mean, kind of like the real <laughs> imagine it is. But I mean, like it's even more confusing because they had to like make up non-magical rules for a magical game. Do they run around with broomsticks between their legs? They have like a it's like a stick that emulates the broomstick, and they have to if they're uh, like unless you're like certain ones. Like uh, I don't remember which ones it is, but then then uh, like the bludgers have to have the. I think they have a bat. Or they have a ball. Maybe it's like a dodgeball instead for the bludgers. I think that's what it was. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it sounds like one of those things where at a certain point I'd be like, listen, I'm not into Harry Potter enough to come up with these rules. So let's <laughs> just not. Let's do something I else. I mean, like, I don't even know that you need to know know anything about Harry Potter to come in and be like, what is, what is this? <laughs> What's what? happening? What is even happening right now? Yeah. Mm. And, and, and the, uh, the people who play it are like this bizarre cross section of super athletic, like literally athletes. And they gotta be nerds because otherwise why would they care? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's where the, the nerd and the like, I don't know that people use jock anymore, but the nerd and the jock Venn diagram overlaps. That's when you get quidditch <laughs> in real life. <laughs> right. And it's like it's like dodgeball rugby, but you have to carry a stick. <laughs> Man, if people aren't flying, what's the appeal? <laughs> right? Yeah. You're like, why did I don't know? But it sounds. I mean, it, that sounds interesting to watch, though. Yeah, and I definitely recommend people come come see me, and then also check out this because it it's bonkers. Like when I had slow moments, I would just go watch it because I was like trying to make sense of it. And it kind of looks fun, but like. I don't know why. So if you're selling uh, like Harry Potter artworks and stuff and various artworks, do they have like a, like a booth area or something that you can, yeah, they have like a vendor cool. area. So, and they, they actually like bring in like the owls and whatnot. Like there's, I don't know what it's called, but you know, like the people, people with owls, I don't know. Okay. They're, like, uh, you know, professionals who, owl who wranglers about owls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Owlologists. Owlologists. They're a real hoot. <laughs> nice. Owl exterminators. Yeah. <laughs> Owl exterminators. Exterminators. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Melanie, you got anything to mention? Uh, have a happy Halloween. Be safe. Don't look both ways before you cross the street and wear something reflective. She meant do do, do that thing. Yeah. Don't, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, do the don't, safe version of what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Don't not do those things, she said. Yeah. And, and go slow and watch for kids because. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And and also, though, do take your kids trick-or-treating because at least where I always live, I never see trick-or-treaters or I see very few of them. And that bums me out, man, because it's like the best thing to do as a kid. So, yeah. And yeah. Celeb celebrate that we're American because apparently most countries don't celebrate Halloween. And that's crazy to me. Um, so yeah. take advantage of the, one of the few great things about being an American and <laughs> celebrate Halloween. That's when I'm going to bust out proud to be American. <laughs> <laughs> Where at least you know we'll commercialize Beltane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for watching and for the future podcast uh, feed listeners. Thanks for listening. If you guys want to see or hear more, 
go to GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. Or consider becoming a supporter over at Patreon.com slash Podcast. That's all I got. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. And I totally got it wrong. I'm going to give us another one-star review because I called it Beltane and it's more Sam Hain. <sighs> Here comes the one-star reviews. You hated the craft and you don't know gits about Beltane. <laughs> you don't know gits. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at GrawlixPodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to GrawlixPodcast.com slash live. <laughs> if you guys could see the panic, like arranging of things I do before the, we actually go live. <laughs> <laughs>